I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Ever wondered when you should retire? Have you thought of how much money you need to make before planning your retirement? Do you find planning your retirement a big task? Here are the answers to all your questions. My name is Ashutosh Garg and I am the author of the best-selling book, Reinvent, Reboot, Rewire, Managing Retirement in the 21st Century. You are listening to my podcast, No Age for Retirement. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of the brand called you, it is also an HT Smartcast original and it is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Let us talk about what does retirement mean to me. When I say me, it means each one of us who is going to listen to me or watch what I am going to say. What are the first few words that come to your mind when I say the word retirement? I asked this question for many people. Some people said religion and prayer. Some people said leisure. Some people said relaxation. Some said comfort, grandchildren, pension, surplus time, health, golf, footstool in front of a nice, comfortable reclining chair and old age. To these people, I've often said, I think you're thinking about yesterday's retirement. Our retirement will definitely be good health. And as long as we have good health, we as retirees, people who have superannuated, will have the ability to do everything that we wanted to do or have done uh, in the past. And we can continue to do that looking ahead. I see many, many friends of mine becoming insecure as they start reaching the age of superannuation. And the biggest fear is becoming irrelevant. Many people have told me that now I will be irrelevant. Nobody will have time for me. When it's time to retire, we forget what we told ourselves. What has changed in the last three decades that we are afraid to slow down or think that the work that we were doing was all-encompassing and therefore now we will be faced with a vacuum. When will we start to recognize that our minds and our bodies are aging? And this has nothing to do with you or me in, as individuals. It is a physiological process that we are all going through. And the moment we start to accept uh, this process of aging, this process of slowing down, we will be able to plan uh, our retirement, plan our 30 years ahead of us uh, in a much, much better, saner manner that will be acceptable to not just us, but to be uh, to, to everyone else who's close to us. As I've mentioned in one of my earlier podcasts, there are over 700 million young people in our country, but there are over 150 or 160 million people who are over 60. And this large number of people who are over 60 have 
the fitness to be able to live well, have the financial capability to be able to spend money on themselves, are fortunately in a place where their children are well settled and may not any longer need any financial support. They're also in a stage of their lives where they do not possibly have any liabilities, they have enough savings, and they have planned their financial future safely. Therefore, to me, and I sincerely hope to all the people who are listening to me or watching me, life begins at retirement. For me, I've always said that I was yoked into doing work for someone else or as an entrepreneur when I founded Guardian Pharmacy. I was working 18 hours a day uh, just to get an organization to do what the shareholders had planned or as an entrepreneur to build an organization that I wanted to see becoming a large retail enterprise. And it did. But when I decided to exit, and I also decided that it was time for me to hang up my gloves and do something different, I did not reach a stage in my life where I said, I need to keep looking back and saying, I wish I was back there again. That is something which I don't think is a right process to follow as we are thinking of our life ahead. I'm sure we've often heard that today's 60 is like yesterday's 40. And therefore, on a lighter note, I have told many friends, maybe you should start living life as you did when you were 40. Having said that, must recognize that barring the aging, of the physical part of our body, our mind is active and we must not give up at all. So what are some of the advantages um, that I see as uh, in my, as my life after 60. The first and foremost is that I have started to do the things I was not able to while I was working. Think of the times when during your career, you felt buried under a, your work of files or emails or physical mails in some days with no hope of getting back on top of things. Free time was non-existent. How many times did we turn around and say, I need a break. I need to just get away from this run-of-the-mill routine that I'm constantly on. I want to get off this treadmill. We put in hour after hour stressed out because we had to deliver timelines. We had to deliver business plans. And at the same time, we realized that there was no getting off. So we used to all say, I wish I can reach the age where I can actually say to hell with all this. I'm going to do what I want to do. Today, we have the ability to say, I will do what I want to do. If we were not able to travel earlier, today we can. If we had no time with our children or now perhaps grandchildren, today we do. Let's not ever miss out on the advantage that the situation presents itself in our life after we have decided that we do not need to make ourselves the slave of time to someone else. The second point I have said in my retirement is that I do not have to feel guilty because I have decided I'm going to do nothing. As someone uh, sent me a joke the other day, um, a spouse walked up to the husband and said, what are you doing? So the response was nothing. So the spouse said, but you did that yesterday. So the response was, yes, but I haven't finished. We have lived our lives being driven by our daily schedule. I used to be monitored by my MS Outlook calendar. 
my life was a complete slave to every single appointment that my assistant would keep putting into my diary and i had to keep complying it was a situation where i was working towards achieving goals established by someone else and yet because we are not used to uh doing things with our own time when we are able to do so when we have the luxury to be able to say i will do whatever i want to do we start to feel guilty our emails will reduce dramatically we will keep looking at our computer or our mobile phone saying why why is no one sending me an email why are there no fires that i need to be called to put out why is it that i do not necessarily have to respond to every single email or message which is work related immediately because someone is waiting for a response these are all what i call withdrawal symptoms of our work it can take some time to get used to it but cut yourself some slack retired life can be your chance to experience a life that is free of stress and free without any deadlines after years of paying your dues to your employer employer you should be entitled to enjoy your own freedom the next point is that it is time for us to start to revisit what we have been passionate about when we were younger i mentioned in some of my earlier podcasts that i used to enjoy writing very late in life 10 years ago i discovered that i had the ability to write a book and then since then i have written seven books and all of them have done well on multiple subjects which is what is fascinating because it is not as if i have stuck to one particular genre i've written on multiple genres and i think that is something which each one of us can consider doing writing a book is a very very therapeutic uh, moment that you can go through because you virtually relive your own life and write your book not because you want to make money from the book but think of it as leaving a legacy for your children your grandchildren and the generations that follow there are people who have taken to becoming musicians there are people who are trekking there are people who are running the triathlons there are people who are photographers artists our hobbies adventures new experiences and new friends are all available now that we are the master of our own time of course we must always remember that the effort has to be made by us we cannot sit like a, a former top boss and wait for others to reach out to us and say someone is going to reach out to me and they will make friends with me if they want to and i will decide or sit in judgment if i wish to be able to make friends with them that won't work i think we have to reach out to people because in terms of the socializing this is a new life that you are starting all over again and your socializing and networking now may not be for you know getting ahead in your career or enhancing your work prospects but this networking and socializing is there to give you friends companionship for the next three decades of your life retirement is not the end of the world we will find that we will have much greater freedom of uh, time under our own control we don't have to do anything that we don't wish to do we don't have to do anything that we think someone else expects us to do we will have to redefine the word retirement or superannuation because we are reaching a stage in life where we have the freedom to do what we want to do remember this is the beginning of a new and more fulfilling life without the stresses and the strains the pulls and the pressures that we had when we were young we may have looked forward to retirement but for but a fulfilling retirement will not just happen automatically we have to work towards it we have to plan for it 
and we have to plan for it, including the most important individual uh, in our life, which is our spouse or spouse or our companion. Unless both parties who are going to be spending a lot of time together are in agreement with the way forward, are in agreement with what their plans are, are in agreement with what to do next and how to fill and, and you know the, the, the different hours of the day while giving each other space to do what each, each person wants, we've got to be ready that there will be a lot of dissonance in our lives. Therefore, we must always remember that retirement is something that you and I need to plan for you and I need to think about, and as I have always said to many people, and as I've done myself, pick up a piece of paper or the notepad on your computer or your smartphone and start writing down everything that you wanted to do, but were not able to, and then start to schedule it into your calendar. Yes, once again, become a slave of your calendar, but this time with things that you want to do and this time with the ability to strike it off in a particular time that has been booked because you don't feel like it or because you just decided that you want to be able to uh, have an afternoon siesta uh, because your body is tired and you want to give yourself a break. So remember, retirement is something that is there for each one of us. It is there which will happen to each one of us. As someone wise said, if I say retirement, it has to happen. It will happen. It will continue to happen. It has happened to our parents. It has happened to us and it will happen to our children. So don't think about retirement as something which is an end goal for each one. For, for just us, it's going to keep on happening and the cycle of life will keep repeating itself. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You, and never miss any update. For feedback, reach us on at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by The Brand Called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or suno nai nazari essay. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.